Welcome to the Writer's Block Party Podcast with your hosts Meredith Bond and Prue Warren, where they discuss every aspect of a writer's life, from the craft of writing and editing, through publishing and marketing, and finally into building a global publishing empire. Here is Mary and Prue. Hello, and welcome to the Writer's Block Party podcast. I am Meredith Bond. I am one of our hosts, and I am here as always. I'm Prue Warren. I am also one of our hosts. And this time, Meredith, I'm making you. We were supposed to talk to my proofreader, Larissa Piankowski, but I screwed up our scheduling, and she's not. But I have something else I want to talk to you about, and I'm kind of over enthusiastic and giddy about it so i want you to i'm talk through this with you and you're going to say calm down or you're going to say go ahead and go for it and the subject my subject for you today is romance novels on kickstarter yes i can't i am so fascinated by this and i'm so thrilled that you are doing the the research for me go for it well Here's what I found. It's very, very interesting. For people who are listening who don't know this, there is a writer named Brandon Sanderson, Brian Sanderson, somebody Sanderson, who apparently is tremendously famous and it's very naughty that I don't know his name. <laughs> he put his next book or series of books on Kickstarter and said to people, I've got all this corollary merchandise right you can get all this extra stuff if you will come and um pay money on kickstarter to my campaign so that you can get this these books i don't know i don't remember what it was two months early or with additional information he had like 15 different levels of ways you could uh get involved in this and he made (laughs) and i've checked it it's true $47 $47 million off of this. $47 million. million. Now, this is not anything that a normal human can replicate. You can't. No. You just can't. He had a huge following. He apparently had taken on someone else's series and made it even bigger. Um, but the point is that there is an untapped market in the Kickstarter world for books now, Sherilyn Kenyon, who is actually a member of the Washington Romance Writers, which you and I are also members of, recently did a Kickstarter for her books. She was releasing, I think she was releasing four more in a very popular series, and she offered people uh, all kinds of levels of involvement. They could get just the books, or they could get the books plus some artwork, or they could get them books and some artwork and some information, a lot of different things. And she made over a million dollars. But now I do know that Sherilyn Kenyon is a huge name. Exactly. She comes with a name. So yes. uh, when I thought about Kickstarter, my thought was, this is ridiculous. I have a newsletter list of 600 people. Ridiculous. There's no possible way I could cause a ripple. Mm-hmm. But I was on Facebook on Club Indie, which is a Facebook group for indie authors, and saw uh, a conversation. Apparently, 
Kickstarter wants to encourage more romance authors to get involved. They're inspired by Sherilyn Kenyon and think that it's a good venue for other uh, less popular authors. And also in that conversation on Facebook was a guy named Russell, Russell Nohelty or Noelty. I don't know how he pronounces his name. Nohelty. We're going to say it like it's written. Who's written a book called Get Your Book Selling on Kickstarter, which he made available to the people on Club Indy and which I got and read. Hmm. And in it, he said that it was a very appropriate venue for small, 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 not even middle-list people. I mean, bottom of the list people like me. If you start small and set your sights low and don't expect to make $47 million, that there are some significant advantages to Kickstarter, not the least of which is that it is not the same audience that you're already marketing to. And it's an opportunity to get involved with a new a new audience, which is okay, that sounds good. I mean, the Amazon audience is big enough for me, but okay, more people, that's good. His theory is if you bring 25 people to your Kickstarter, um, Amazon, uh, a Kickstarter will bring 25 people. So if you can generate some interest, Kickstarter will make sure you get seen elsewhere. Hmm. So whether or not that's true, Here's what I'm doing. Here's what I'm doing, Meredith. What? I have a trilogy that I was going to put out on Kindle Unlimited in late October. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, I'm, I'm speaking slowly because this is all still unraveling in my brain. So I have the Surprise Heiress trilogy that's coming out in late October. I'll publish it. Instead of doing that, I'm going on to Kickstarter to start a 17-day campaign, which is uh, Michael Nohelty, Russell Nohelty tells me that a 17-day campaign is good for me, and he gives me a a specific calendar why. I'll start it on November 1st and run it to November 17th, and in it, I will ask, I will say that I am raising money, and my goal is $1,500, and I'm raising that money in order to take these ridiculous scribbled hand-drawn maps that I've done of the houses in each of the books. The books are about women inheriting properties. So I have maps that I've scribbled what the properties look like. And I have floor plans of all the houses and where the dining room is, where the bedrooms are. And I'm going to find an artist who will turn them into artist renderings. Mm -hmm. And then I will put them in a small folio and meld them to people who pay for them on Kickstarter and pay for that, for the art and for the printing and for the shipping through this $1,500 that I want to raise on Kickstarter. The, The other benefits are if I run it on Kickstarter and fulfill it on November 17th, which is the final day of the Kickstarter, then people will get the book between November 17th and December 25th, which is when I will run them on Kindle Unlimited, those the only you, you would you would have one full month before anybody else got it, which is you know of moderate. I mean, it's not as though my stuff is nobody's gonna you know break hard and and expand airbags and excitement at the thought of getting it a month early, but still 
if you're sitting around in the holiday season and you need a break, it might be nice to have it. So uh, you get it first. You also get it in a format. since Kindle Unlimited requires me to release only on Kindle, if you're not a KU reader, if you're not a Kindle reader, this will be the only way to get it in ebook form. So that's the only way to get it. If, listen, I'm going to tell you my levels, and you're going to say, "Oh, don't do that." <laughs> if you if you pay twelve dollars into Kickstarter, you'll get all three across ebooks, which is the same price they would be on Amazon. I'm going to list them for three ninety nine. Three books, $3.99, $12. And I will fulfill them and get them to you right a month early. And that's a really good way to do it because, of course, it's digital. It's not going to cost me anything. Mm-hmm. If you pay $17, I'll send you a different version of the book, which includes the backstories of each of the her- heroes and heroines. So you'll get six backstories for an additional $5. Details about their families and why they are the way they are. Mm-hmm. If you pay $22. You don't get any ebooks, but you do get the commemorative folder, um, which I figure is going to cost about 20 bucks to create. And then I'll add $2 for shipping and handling, even though I'm the one going to be doing all the handling. And I'm hoping that won't be a problem. Uh, if you pay $39, you get all three ebooks with the backstories and the commemorative folder. And then um, then we get into paperbacks. If you pay $52, you get all three paperbacks, which is the same as Amazon, except I also have to charge for shipping and handling, which sucks because most people have Prime, right? And don't pay for shipping and handling. So I'll throw the backstories in there so that they feel the sting less. Uh, and then the commemorative folder with all three paperbacks is $72. And then I've got, you know, I can write you a smoochy note. I can sign. I can autograph, blah, blah, blah. And the last level, Shooting for the Moon, is for $500. I will include you as a, at least a secondary character in the next series. Only six such rewards will be awarded to per book. And the winner must answer a brief questionnaire either by email or by phone. Cute. So that's what I'm working on. I have to register with Kickstarter, which I need to do in the coming weeks because Russell Nohelty tells me Kickstarter does not play with pen names. I would have to register under my real name and I don't want to do that. So I may have to get an EIN, an employer identification number from the IRS, which means I may have to create a sole proprietorship for my books. I'm going to work on that. I'm not sure what happens next. I talked to my mentor, Mindy Glasky, who was a lawyer who said, just register it under, just try Kickstarter under your, under your pen name because your bank is accepting payments under that pen name. See if it goes through. So I'm going to do that. Then also I have getting, getting a, um, an IEN, a, a number from yep. the IRS is instantaneous. It's super easy. Okay. I got one. All right. Years ago. Okay, good. Um, yeah, I got one at two in the morning when I was working on being my mother's inherent, my mother's executor. And that was, it was, it came back at two in the morning. It was not a human. It was a computer. Yep. The next thing I have to do is locate a printer who can handle small print runs of the books because I will need to fulfill them. Amazon's not going to do it for me if I do it on Kickstarter. And Ingram Spark, I don't love. 
So I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do, but, but I, they are, Russell Nohelty has suggestions for where I can go to find a printer who would print a hundred copies of something or 50 copies of something or whatever. So I have to figure that out too. You might look at Lulu. Lulu. Yes, I will. I'll add that to the list of 48 hours and maxim. Mm -hmm. Lulu um, takes a little while to fulfill it, but it does fulfill it and they, they produce very nice books. The thing that is, that is, the timing is interesting because the, let's see, the proofreader will get the third book back to me on October 14th. So I would have the month from the 14th of October to I need to fulfill them on the 17th of November to get them printed up. And I'm hoping a month will be enough. Mm -hmm. we'll yeah, see. it should be. It should be, I hopefully, because I'm not going to do that many. I mean, there just won't be that many. I can get the folio printed up, right, as soon as I find an artist. Uh, that would be easier. I know artists, but they're not as cheap as you are expecting. Yeah, they, I need, they, I need they're thirty dollars an hour. Yeah, I think this would take more. I think this would. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's a that's a good ballpark to start with. Thirty an hour. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's my plan. Tell me what you think. Um, it sounds like a great plan. I think it's fascinating that no no halty. Russell, no let's just Russell, call him no Russell, healthy. that he thinks that Kickstarter will basically do your marketing for you. Well, he does not say it will do your marketing for you. Uh, he gives me a calendar of, of ways that I need to reach out to people. And they are not without cost. I mean, there's some of them include ads, but I am not sure exactly how to advertise a Kickstarter. So I'm having Heather Roberts the baby, look into it and get me some information. So according to Russell Nohelty and his author partner, Monica Leonel, um, you need your own backers, your own people, mm -hmm. our newsletter list, my 600 people. So you, you have your 600 the, people, you have your I Facebook have people. But the thing to remember is that those 600 people are not necessarily going to respond well to a Kickstarter offer. But if I generate from the beginning, I can ask Kickstarter to put, they have a sticker called, I don't know, I remember what it's called, it's like what we're proud of this week or something. Mm -hmm. And it will pop up in people's views when they go onto Kickstarter. So okay. um, if you generate enough, a little buzz, it will, it will help you. So um, my people uh, asked my author friends to boost me and help me yes. uh, run some ads mm -hmm. and get Kickstarter to generate with me. And he has suggestions for marketing to each of those groups. Mm -hmm. So it needs to be done, especially in those 17 days and in, in advance of those 17 days. I said, yes, I was going yeah, go ahead. I was going to say um, you should start at least maybe at least three, four weeks before your Kickstarter starts saying it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Yep. Keep an yep. eye out for this to build excitement. Exactly. exactly. I send out my newsletter today. I do a newsletter once a month to people who seem less interested and once a week to people who are more interested and said that this was something that I was going to be doing in November. And the response was eh, two or three people wrote back and said, that sounds cool. Okay. 
which is a, a low response rate, but it's not as though I said, please tell me now, will you do this? So, so but, but it, it's a starting point. You might in your pre-Kickstarter stuff and or in your Kickstarter stuff itself, provide teasers for your books. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, I definitely think so. I think you have to provide teasers of books. I think there has to be a video. Yes, there absolutely has to be a video. There has, well, Kickstarter, there's a place for a video. And if you don't have one, don't be stupid. Apparently the Kickstarter, the Kickstarter page includes very specific. I mean, there are frequently asked questions and there's about the author and about all these, all these things you need to do. But here's Russell Nohelty who says you need at least a dozen pictures on your page, book covers, a picture of you, a picture of anything you can think of. And he said, it's it's a very visual thing and you definitely need a video, no more than 90 seconds. So I will have to put together a video and hopefully by that time I will have renderings that I can show people and say, look, this is what it was. Here's what it is. Don't you want to see? It's very cool. I mean, I have very good ideas. I just don't draw very well, but I can make it, I can make it work so that as you're reading the book, you can sort of follow along and know where they are and, and, and understand. So that's, that's where I am. That's very exciting. It's very exciting. <laughs> it should be really interesting to see how that works and what sort of response you get. I think so too. I think so too. And I think starting the Kickstarter at a very small amount, saying $1,500, mm-hmm. then I'm more likely to avoid the embarrassment of not reaching my goal. Right. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. You know, I do every week, I send a chapter of a story to uh, the describer, the subscribers of my You Decide story. They get a chapter and then they vote on what happens next. And then I write the next chapter the following week. And I've got 108 people who are getting that. And 48, 50 of them answer each week and and vote. And I, I always write back and say, yeah, that's what I want too. Or no, that's, you're not going to get what you want because I can see how the vote is going or, (laughs) you know, how are you doing? How's your mom? How's your vacation? And we've become, uh, you know, the goal of the newsletter subscription is in the hopes that people will come to regard you as a friend, as opposed to just an author. And Mm -hmm. I believe that those, that little core of people, especially those 48, 50 who actually respond I think I can turn to them and say, will you, I think you're probably going to buy my next book. Would you do it on Kickstarter for $12? And if I got them, that's enough of a start that hopefully I can generate a little, a little um, vigor, a little gusto in the, in the Kickstarter world. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a good number of people. That's 80 people. Well, no, no, no. It's well, 108 people get the, email every week right 108 people have not unsubscribed yet (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how many are actually reading it 108 are getting it and 48 to 50 every week write back and say i vote for option a i vote for option b or i think you should do something entirely different 50 people is a good number of people exactly exactly that's what i think too i think that there are people who I can who I can give a nudge and a wink to and say, 
boost me. Will you help right. me? I right. think you're going to buy the book anyway. Why don't you buy it on Kickstarter? It's not going to cost you any more. If they buy paperback, it'll cost more if they have Prime, but uh, but not much more. Mm-hmm. So I regard Kickstarter as being something so much younger than me. Right, <laughs> I'm 62. Kickstarter is for those young kids. They're for the youngins. I don't know from no Kickstarter, but I'm really excited by the possibility. And it feels like it could open up a second tiny audience, which yeah. would be really nice. The things that Russell Nolte and Monica Landell say is that the people who buy on Kickstarter are not always the people who buy on Amazon. So it's not as though you are robbing Peter to pay Paul. You're not just stealing from your Amazon numbers and moving them to Kickstarter, that there's the possibility that you can create a market on Kickstarter and maintain the same market on Amazon. And instead of watching your pre-sale numbers go up on Amazon and thinking, that's nice, someday I'll get paid, you can actually get paid right away and do your pre-sale on Kickstarter and then move it over to BAM onto Amazon and and, and see uh, and, and let it rip. Well, you may be at the forefront of a new movement. <laughs> That's where you get bugs in your teeth, man, right up in the front. That's all right. I'll do it. Do you think you could, would you ever come up with something like that? Would you ever do it? I would totally do it. I would totally yeah. do it. Yeah. Come on and, and do it with I, me. Come on and do it with me. <laughs> Your daughter is such a glorious artist. It is true. You could do something art-related. Yes, I could absolutely they could do, do something. Some, they could do some gorgeous art for you. They could yes. do some gorgeous art for you. They absolutely could. My my trick is that the series that I've just finished writing is mm-hmm. already slated to be published through this publisher. And so I can't right. do anything with that. Right. Not with this one. No, not with this one. So I can only do it probably like in a year after I've written an, my next trilogy. By that time, I'll have scraped all the bugs off my teeth and you'll have learned. Exactly. Oh, for God's sakes, don't do that. Exactly. So <laughs> I'm going to let you do it first and then I will follow in your footsteps. I hope it works. I hope there's some value to it. I think that if I were bigger, I would need to hire a fulfillment house. Mm-hmm. But my theory is I'm not going to get that many responses. So I'm going to print up, I don't know, 70 books maybe of mm-hmm. each, 70 of each, and then do the folio. I'm hoping the folio won't cost that much to print and and, and put together. I'll do the putting together myself, it's just folding. So I'll maybe do 100 of them. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. I'll be spending November handwriting address label people <laughs> <laughs> and going to the post office to mail books by media mail, which is nice and cheap. Right. That sounds really interesting. I think it's going to be interesting. I hope I have left enough for shipping costs and for credit card fees. And Kickstarter will take a certain percentage of everything. So I had to figure that in. I believe what Russ Nohelty said was between 2 and 5% is going to go to Kickstarter. So you can see why they're interested in having more romance authors. They want more money. And mm-hmm. of course. Right. 
but I had to include that in when I did all my math and I hope I've done it correctly. I hope I've done it correctly. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. Because actually you're, I mean, $12 for the three eBooks means that you're going to lose 5% of that. Well, that's a good point. Plus one to 2% for the credit card. So I need to boost that up a little bit. That's a yeah. very good point. You know, it's funny. I was just thinking that, uh, oh, wait a minute, but wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. But when you get no, your I'm royalties on, right. on Amazon, it. you only, you get 70% of it. That's it. That's it. That's the point. Amazon right. pays me 70% of an ebook. Right. And from Kickstarter, I will be getting 100% less the credit card fee and less the Kickstarter fee. So I'm figuring we're looking at 90 to 93% instead of 70% from Amazon. Right. right. So I can continue to charge the same fee and still come earn a little bit more, maybe. Earn a little bit more, maybe. Yeah, right. that's my theory. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. good. It's a good thing to it's a good thing to consider. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it's gonna require it's gonna require investment in advertising. And I'm not gonna put that in in the amount that I'm hoping to raise. So it's a little disingenuous to say I only need fifteen hundred for this because I'll probably need advertising money as well. But right. I don't want to ask readers to pay for ads. That seems unfair. Hmm. And where would you advertise it? That's a good question. Where do you advertise? I assume Kickstarter has some place where you can advertise on Kickstarter. I don't know. I also think that uh, maybe we're not seeing ads on Facebook or Google because you and I don't deal with Kickstarter and therefore we're not in anybody's algorithm. True. So Um, if I go to Facebook and say, give me romance readers who have been to Kickstarter in the last three months, then maybe maybe I am reaching a new audience. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I have maybe. no idea. <laughs> this is entirely new to me. Well, for me, everything is entirely new. So why not try? Right. Well, this see, ocean that's is no the deeper thing. than the other one. That is absolutely the thing. You, there is no downside to this except your time. That's right. That's exactly right. There's no downside. There is there. There's the initial investment in ads and the initial investment in getting the drawings made and printed, and that is an investment. There's no doubt. But yes. since I'm willing to to spend that money as a test effort, I am really going to be fascinated to see can I make fifteen hundred? What happens if I make two thousand? I would actually make a profit for once. And I don't make profits on my books yet. I spend much too much money on editors, <laughs> but it would be really cool. So yeah, absolutely. This, this trilogy, the surprise eras trilogy is going to be, well, every step I make is groundbreaking for me since I've never done any of it before, but the fact that I'm releasing it on Kindle unlimited only, it won't be available on the other sites and I, now I'm going to care about page reads when I didn't care at all about them before. This right. is going to be a very different world for me. This release coming up is going to be particularly interesting for me. It is. I am so looking forward to hearing about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I and I promise I won't hide the, the bitter truth either, right? I mean, if I've just wasted $2,000, oh, you know, I'll tell you. 
And we love that about you, Prue. Thank you. I wonder what would happen if you said, I think that I was just thinking, could you say, I guess it would depend on if you're willing to push, if I was willing to push the publication of the books off for four months, right? Mm-hmm. Then I could raise the $1,500 and then have the drawings made and the folio printed and then mail them out. So it's possible that the only initial outlay I would need would be the ads that I would run to generate interest in the Kickstarter. I'm just right. thinking of if that's I generally, run, that's generally the done. way I think it's done because people try and first raise the money on Kickstarter and then use that money for the gifts and, and things. Right, right, right. Whatever, whatever was promised. Right. Yeah. I'm more impatient than that. I want this trilogy out. I want it on, I want it on. And you know why? I want it on Kindle in 2022 because I want to say I published three books, right? Wow. I mean, I did five books last right. year. Right. And hopefully by that time, the current You Decide story will be out also. So I want to say five books last year, four books this year. And then to hell with 2023, that's future prudence's problem. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where I am. That's what I got for you. I just thought it was a very interesting effort. It absolutely, absolutely is. There is one other thing we need to discuss. Tell me. Regarding the podcast. Yes. This is episode 99. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. 99. So next week, we're going to do our final episode. We're going to do our what we want for the future and what we've learned in the past. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to draw a curtain on the writer's block party podcast, ladies and gentlemen, I know you're weeping. So are we, we absolutely are. And so people listeners, I really, this is your last chance to get questions in to me and Prue because after next week, we're not going to be around to answer them for you. And in this forum right in podcast form in podcast form so send us your questions ask us whatever you want us to tell you about whatever or so, or, or lie to you about make up <laughs> whole cloth because we are in fact storytellers that's right um so write to us you can write to us at prue at prewarren.com or Mary, or Mary at meredithbond.com. Yes. <laughs> Send us your questions. Tell us how much you are happy that this podcast is ending or how sorry you will be. <laughs> <laughs> Ask us anything. Tell us anything. Tell us about your journey over these past 100 weeks that right. we have been writing uh, doing this podcast faithfully by your side faithfully by your side dear reader dear listener whoever you are (laughs) and we will tell you where we have been and how far we have come over these past 100 weeks which for pro is really impressive pretty far my goodness all right mary we'll do all that next week yes I'll okay. Talk to you then. All right. Thanks. Bye. That's it. 
for the writer's block party this week. We don't want you getting so drunk on knowledge that you can't drive your laptop safely. But next week we'll be here before you know it, so check out the website at thewritersblockpartypodcast.com. One word. That's where you can find our archive of past podcasts and a place where you can get in touch with Mary and Prue or ask questions for the next podcast. Write with joy, friends, and see you next week. Thank <laughs> you.